Hello, everyone, and welcome to the EFL Fantasy Podcast, our Super League. Uh, my name is Angus, and I am here as normal, joined by Chris Hermitage, uh, to talk about uh, everything, all things Super League. Chris, how are you? All good, Angus. Um, I am a non Osman owner, so the game that uh, started at five o'clock this evening didn't didn't go perfectly. For me, uh, despite Politano getting a couple of assists, but yeah, all good, all good apart from that. Um, good to chat some European football with you because it's been a while since uh, we've had the chance to jump on. This should be good. Yeah, definitely, and um, I think I think that's going to be quite sort of uh, central to some of what we talk about in terms of just checking back into to sort of what's been going on. It's you know, there's been. Sort of the Champions League and Europa League thrown into the reckoning as well, um, which has sort of uh, complicated matters, I guess, or given us more to sort of think about. Um, to timestamp this, it is currently 8.15 on Wednesday evening. Uh, so the Inter-Atalanta game, which is currently 1-0, uh, is 30 minutes in. Um, should be 2 nil. well, you could argue it each way because I think Atalanta's goal was harshly disallowed. But then uh, after scoring, Matteo Damian probably should have had a second. But uh, so we will react to anything that happens in that game sort of as we go along. Um, I thought rather than just sort of do it, we would normally sort of on the championship pod do the um, sort of game week how we did. But I think more just sort of talk a little bit about where we are at the moment, sort of rank wise overall because we we haven't talked about it for a little while um so obviously i'm hoping mine will improve a little bit today because i do have ossiman vice captain and kvarich gelia um but i'm currently at 47th overall um i had a an incredible run where i think it's i'm on about eight greens in nine game weeks or whatever but i've gone up about 18 places in that time <laughs> so it's uh it's uh it, it's been a bit sort of you know slow slow sluggish progress for me like i said hopefully it will improve a little bit um and i'm also on the double inter defense in this game as well as martinez captain so um feels like it could swing around a little bit but yeah 47th overall slowly making progress up the up the ranks um but chris i think you're doing quite a bit better than that uh i am seventh overall angus um <laughs> yeah two weeks ago got up to fifth that's the highest i've been um didn't play didn't play a boost in the week where man city had a double which seemed to be a pretty popular week for triple triple obviously lazio had their double that week as well you and I spoke about it, and I spoke it, spoke about that week with my mates as well. We play Super League, and just wasn't totally convinced. I felt having, yeah, obviously Man City are the best team in the world, but kind of going all in on your triple triple on one team didn't feel the best tactic. Um, I felt kind of all of the eggs were going in one basket. Obviously, you could have gone for a Lazio player, but it didn't feel, didn't feel that attractive. I think actually the message I sent you was, I'm looking at a minus four to get Luis Alberto. That's pretty silly, isn't it? And you agreed. And then he went off that week. Uh, <laughs> having owned him, I think for the other Lazio double earlier in the season, obviously had the soft spot for him. Didn't do it, would have turned out pretty well. But no, doing doing well overall this week. This week I've lost ground on um, the kind of the the six above me. Um, of which pretty sure Dan listens. Dan's done very well this week. Um, he's looking at, well, he's currently 125 minus eight. And yeah, he's one place above me, but he's gained on, it's going like 30 plus points on me this week. So uh, yeah, making progress is going to be difficult. But as ever, boost can change a lot in this game. So be hoping to use them effectively. Yeah, 
definitely. Um, I did do the whole triple triple on the three man city, and it didn't really work out. <laughs> I think, um, you know, after the first game, I think my highest score was Doku of the three. I had Doku, Foden, and Harland, and then uh, you know, Harland and Foden decided to chip in a little bit. Um, that was obviously also last week having the wonderful. Uh, Danny Carvajal managing to get two yellows in it mm-hmm. in added time to get sent off. Um, so it's been a bit, and and I had Turan perfectly set up for this game week, and had to replace him as well. Although being forced into sort of you know, uh, him rather than Holland to Osimhen, but then getting in De Vry has actually worked out quite nicely. So yeah, um, even yeah. even things like that, it can. Uh, it can balance out and it shows how quickly it can swing as well. I mean, you know, I've basically been forced into buying DeVry this week and he's on for about 15 points as it stands. Yeah, you can, uh, yeah, it's these little moves on the players that you don't quite expect, do we? Um, but no, definitely done well. And funny enough, DeVry will come up in one yeah. of our questions later on. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so obviously we'll, we'll go through some of what we are sort of, main talking points i think for me one of them was because we haven't sort of podded for a little while just have a very brief check-in on how the teams are doing in the respective leagues um just to get you know set the stage again when we talk about these things about who's sort of doing what because i know with a couple of them i've sort of struggled to keep up with where they are now i have this sort of perception in my head and then um i sort of see how they're doing and it's like wait what happened there um so i'll start off with the obvious one the premier league uh just because it's the one most people will know um man city are obviously second uh one point off top uh 59 points from 26 games going well um arsenal one point further back 58 points from 26 games uh, you have Manchester United in sixth, 44 points from 26 games. And Newcastle are in 10th, 37 points from 26 games. Um, so obviously that's that's sort of quite straightforward. Um, next one I've got is Serie A, which is obviously live points for Inter, who are obviously playing Atalanta right now. They'd be on uh, 69 points from 26 games, top of the league. Uh, AC Milan in third, 53 points from 26 games. Um, Lazio are in eighth with 40 points from 26 games. And Napoli in ninth with 40 points from 26 games. Um, they've obviously recently uh, changed managers again, uh, gone back to, I think it's the assistant um, from uh, Spalletti's time there. And I know he's done a lot of work before with Sari as well. Um, so he's someone who knows the club well. So hopefully for them, that'll be a little bit of a push-up now. But I mean, they're, they're, they're four points off fourth, six points off fifth. So it shows it's a little bit condensed for them as well. Um, the uh, French League, which is one that I you know lose track of a little bit, uh, but PSG are top. Uh, 54 points from 23 games. Um, Long are sixth, 36 points from 23 games. Rennes are seventh with 35 points from 23 games. And Marseille are ninth with 33 points from 23 games. Now, obviously, those three are quite close together in points-wise, um, although it's worth saying based on what we were talking about earlier in the season, Marseille are only one spot above Lyon in the table, which, given, given how much we were talking about Lyon as a disaster, the fact that Marseille are only one point, one place above them is not ideal from their point of view. No, sort of, Marseille went on this run of not quite becoming the disaster club of French football, but <laughs> the, maybe the disaster big club of French football, but, I mean... We're obviously not going to touch upon Leon too much, but they spent a huge amount of money in the winter transfer window. They kind of knew, well, we definitely can't go down. We will sign players. Um, and, I mean, it's, it's been working. They, um, they, shouldn't, they shouldn't go down now. You're in 10th. Should mm. only be kind of looking upwards and um, 
Marseille got rid of Gattuso, didn't they? So, um, yeah, if Aubameyang could find his Europa League form every weekend, they might boost up the table. But feels like in in the French league, we're going to see if Super League happens next year, three other teams join PSG in kind of this fantasy format. But it's very tight. Like Marseille are only 10 points off second and they're in ninth. Yeah. So a lot a lot can happen. But it's just such an incredibly defensive league. Um, yeah, if Nice are in Super League next season, uh, we will strongly be recommending you get at least one defender from Nice because they... Uh, so they've scored... They played 23 games. They've scored 22 goals, but only conceded 15. They are dull. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's working for them. It's quite um, funny seeing the table with... They're sort of one point apart, but one spot above them. Obviously, Nice, <laughs> it was what? Scored 22, conceded 15. Monaco scored 44, conceded 34. Yeah. It's like the complete opposite. Yeah. We've got the fun team, French football. We're kind of excluding PSG, which I'm not sure maybe would say fun uh, in Monaco, and then yeah, the complete other end of the spectrum <laughs> in this. But um, yeah, but Lon were Lon weren't Nice levels last season, but they were defending mm. very solid. But I looked looked up their stats in the kind of last maybe eight to ten games, just to see if we were missing something there and we should get a long defender. I think it's something we partly talked about, probably at the end of, uh, at some point last last year. Um, but it's it's not amazingly standout for clean sheets or goals conceded. So um, they might have another little run where you, you get one, but it's not something I was like, which your team we're going to come on to later, that I was like, oh, suddenly noticing something here. Maybe we should get invest in their defence. Yeah, sorry. I, I just got distracted for a split second there because Lautaro Martinez hit the bar. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, I think it's it's going to be interesting there, um, particularly the potential mix um, heading into next season. Uh, Bundesliga, got Bayern Munich second. Uh 53 points from 23 games, although the headline for them is obviously they're an eight-point deficit on Bayer Leverkusen. Uh, Borussia Dortmund, uh, fourth, 41 points from 23 games. Um, RB Leipzig are fifth with 40 points from 23 games. And Union Berlin are 14th with 25 points from 23 games. Yeah, so I guess... Uh, I mean, everybody will know about Bayern's issues. Um, but I actually wanted to touch upon Union Berlin because most of the season when we've been podding, we've been on about how useless they are and um, massively disappointing compared to previous seasons they've had. And of course, they're low down the league, but they've kept five clean sheets in their last nine Bundesliga games. And eight of the last nine games have gone under two and a half goals. So, tog, not targeting them, but getting one of their defenders is not is probably quite a logical and sensible decision. Now, it's not yeah. a ridiculous thing that um, thing to do. If the new manager came in, um, tighten them up. As you can see, they've risen out of the the bottom three. Um, it was definitely worse teams than them in the Bundesliga. Um, so, yeah, from a Super League point of view, I feel defensively you can easily get them maybe as your fifth, even as your fourth defender and be fairly confident at this stage. Yeah, yeah. And I think, you know, some people have still had Gosens or gone back to Gosens. He's probably the obvious one from them um, just to sort of serve that purpose. Yeah, kind of a bit of a fantasy darling, hasn't he been? Yeah, exactly. In the last, I don't know, four four plus years. And um, I think he was one when people did drafts at the start of the season, they would have put him, or when he, yeah. when he signed, um, yeah. brought him in. But 
now you feel more uh, feel happier that he would actually be in your team. Yeah, and then finally, La Liga um, got Real Madrid atop with 65 points from 26 games. Um, Barcelona are in third with 57 points from 26 games. Atletico Madrid are fourth with 52 points from 26 games. And Real Sociedad have slipped to seventh with 40 points from 26 games. Yeah, it's quite a big drop for Real Sociedad now. The point where we felt okay, they can they can still battle for a top four place this season. Ultimately, this fourth the fourth spot in La Liga seems to obviously rotate most years. So difficult to get consistent seasons back to back for a lot of these clubs. Um, and an element of speaking about consistency, we wanted to touch upon Atletico Madrid because um, they've been fairly popular. In Super League, either kind of defensively, so Oblak, Hermoso, uh, obviously Griezmann, Morata, Llorente is definitely a favourite of this game given his cheap price point as midfielder. I just wanted to point out to listeners and kind of discuss with you a little bit. Their home form, unbelievable. 13 home games, 12 wins. And the other one was a draw. So they dropped two points at home all season. Now, 13 away games, they've only got four wins, three draws, and six losses. They are entirely different team away from home compared to at home, which, on one hand, outside of Super League, makes the second leg against Inter really exciting for the Champions League. But it's definitely something to be aware of um, going forward in this in this game um now obviously so many weeks oh, Latara martinez great goal from the edge of the box yeah <laughs> um, as you can tell we're both watching it and and a pause there um yeah atletico obviously within this game it's kind of rare to have either back-to-back home games or back-to-back away games but it's just something i think we should be aware of um captaincy i don't feel is generally a Sort of problem most weeks, but if you find yourself considering going for like a Griezmann as captain in an away game, I would strongly put you off. Um, and at the moment, we are both very unclear whether Griezmann is fit. He doesn't seem to be in the squad for the Copa del Rey game, second leg they've got no. tomorrow. Um, so, again, they're not going to take any chances in the league, I don't feel, before that intergame. So they might even be looking at that game and go, OK, that is the target for him. Um, especially because Correa has been on great form the last few games. Um, even, even when Marcus Llorente was emergency second striker the other week and got a brace, um, they can feel fill those spots quite well but yeah just a got a big quirk from home to away form there yeah it's massive swing and obviously part of it is just it's hard to keep up the you know the or to match their home record because it's so good um but uh the uh the away record is a little bit of a concern um particularly, you know, when there isn't necessarily as much of an explanation for it. Um, that's always a little bit more of a concern. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, don't know if there was anything else on any of those that you particularly wanted to wanted to sort of go over. Not, not massively, to be honest. Um, no, I think we're kind of going to cover a few of these teams with various questions and um, that we have got in that we'll cover. But I think next thing we want to talk about is the final set of boosts. Yeah. So we haven't done a pod since um, these came out. Obviously, we've kind of touched upon 
triple triple a little bit given you played that boost in the city double and um yeah thought it'd be a good opportunity to talk about them obviously we did have a question about them but which did we both kind of say okay those those are two we feel we're definitely going to play and then the third is kind of a little bit up in the air really um so just to cover them got overhaul um home advantage so don't get captain but one and a half times multiplier for all your players with home fixtures cheapest keepers which i am pretty sure has not been in super league this season so far um but it's generally quite a popular boost in the championship uh gaffer game um i did see someone play it on edison and providel for their their doubles and yeah that was pretty good actually um i think he came out of it pretty well they did sorry um triple triple which i'm sure everybody is going to play if you yeah that is the standout boost here midfield dynamos which was the other one when we spoke offline two of us were like yeah pretty sure that's going to be the second boost we would play um and then super subs which again i think that's either a new one or is very rarely kind of in gaffer so as you'd expect all your substitute um points count details so like bench boost in fpl um without wanting to kind of just having already taken the words out of your mouth which of those three uh, sorry which of those boosts do you think you would play or almost rank i guess um yeah i mean obviously uh triple triple is the is the main one um and i think you know it's it's the one where you sort of look at it and particularly with the players in this game it just feels like there's so much so many opportunities for that um in a, in a double for anyone you can find a decent sort of triple triple um in that because of the the various players involved uh midfield dynamos i think um it it feels like a you know a big one you've got sort of like across the board whether it's bellingham i mean farish gelia simons uh sane uh leal um you know on and on um foden etc where it's just like it just seems like there's so many good op- it's where a lot of the good options are is in that midfield i mean we know that there's some good forward options but it seems like there's so many uh strong midfield options that it feels tough to sort of go against um jeepers keepers are like um i saw you know even someone like edison could do decently on on jeepers keepers um but it feels very mixed um i actually think we're getting to the point as well where i think overhaul can be quite handy for a lot of people yeah. um particularly have sort of just been getting through this period and with a couple of sort of difficult periods coming up that it might actually be that overhaul is the solution for a lot of people um, yeah, I, I forget what i've left out i don't like home advantage uh, super subs <laughs> and super subs doesn't really appeal to me yeah you um the the nature of playing bench boost in fpl perfect world is when like all of your squad double you're not going to get that in this game because we don't have three leagues double at the same time so um whilst you might feel oh, i might have a benching headache especially at the moment i think this is a point we probably definitely want to make there is a lot of rotation at the moment um obviously with champions league back um kind of late well almost latter period of the season i guess as well um rest is key for these players so i think the main thing you want to do at the moment is make sure you do have a kind of full squad so you don't have maybe you can have one uh the last player on your bench who is a 
is a sub for a team or not a consistent starter. But outside of that, you really need players who are fairly consistent in 11s or in squads. It's kind of showing you need it. Um, so, yeah, that's, that's a boost, isn't there? I think you've hit the nail on the head in terms of overhaul can... Um, remember the exact word you use but save you almost um get you out of a hole um because yeah typically in gaffer we don't generally use overhaul massively um you kind of feel you can get around it in various ways but with the blanks and doubles and blanks we're going to find ourselves in at the moment yeah you might you might want to use it actually, um, particularly. So in 29 of Gaffer, um, Man City definitely blank. Um, Arsenal, possibly. Chelsea are winning at half time now, so it looks like that FA Cup. So it looks like Chelsea will go through, so Arsenal, Chelsea won't happen. Newcastle, definitely blank. And um, Man U are currently 0 0 versus Forest. So um, might might blank, might not. But let's say for ease here, all the Premier League teams blank in 29. Then they go into a double. You're going to want five Premier League players for that double. But you aren't going to want to have five blankers the week before. So do you just try to get to 29 with like three and then move bring two in again it's difficult and everyone will have their own strategies but as for overhaul you can be like okay i'm not really going to worry about that 30 i will overhaul to get a five prem players in target anything else yes la liga blank in 31 which means um the well, the Real Madrid assets you're definitely going to have at least, well, definitely Bellingham and I, I imagine probably most people have got two. Um, you can you can probably get away with benching, but then if you do have sort of like Llorente and a Lamine Yamal, for example, then suddenly thirty-one becomes a bit bit stickier. So, um. Yeah, I, I can already see people using overhaul in 30, but <laughs> obviously the key point is, yeah, but there's five prem doubles and you're going to want to take advantage of one of the other boosts. So um, you can't just set... I mean, using overhaul in 29 isn't going to work, is it? Because, I don't know, maybe it would actually. Yeah, no, I think, just I think, we're, I think we're in a window now where, pe where people can probably use the overhaul at any moment just to sort of reset their team. Mm. Even if it's just resetting it now, having got through this period, you know, people aren't necessarily, I mean, I know we can get into specifics, but people will be on one, two, three, Napoli. In the next four, they play sort of Juventus at home, Inter away and Atalanta at home. So it might be that people have stuck stocked up on Napoli and allow now like actually not sure I want them. Um, although after Osimhen and Kvaratskhelia went mad today, maybe you think oh, they're back. Um, but you know people probably still have some potentially still have some Lazio hanging on and things like that, where it's just like actually taking this opportunity to sort of reset things um, and and sort of working out okay. Who am I going to keep from those leagues? Who am I going to sort of move around? And particularly using, potentially setting yourself up to be in a position where you can use sort of extra free transfers to minimise your hits through that period and sort of keep your cover could be the way to, you know, the sort of advan another advantage of using the overhaul. Yeah, I think what would have been really useful is if we did have underhaul in this set. <laughs> because... If we did, I could imagine that would have been pretty popular for 29. So, yeah, in 29, we're imagining they're going to have three to four, likely four blanks for Premier League teams. Atletico Madrid play Barca at home. That's the fixture you're like, oh, that's not 
that's difficult. Inter play Napoli at home. Yeah. Um, yeah, maybe we're slightly uh, blinded by Napoli's good performance today versus the mess of a Sassuolo team. Yeah. But if they're showing form, then that's a game you wouldn't. Um, isn't great looking on paper. Um, suddenly, there aren't many games that kind of stand out, to be honest. Um, they, it's a difficult, difficult game week. Um, it was, maybe we'll go through the question because, um, or who was, um, John Jaco said, give me three or four teams to look at for overhauling this week. When I was going through the fixtures, actually the number one team that I looked at was Leipzig. Mm. They don't have any blanks. Um, obviously, Bundesliga play throughout. But they've got next four games. Bochum away, Darmstadt at home, Cologne away, and Mainz at home. Those first three, if I am not mistaken, are the bottom three of the Bundesliga. Uh, correction, all those, those four teams are the bottom four. I just had it in a slightly wrong order. To me, that screams out that you want um, Leipzig the team to go for um, currently. Um, you can, yeah, lost to a mess of a Bayern team at the weekend, but Bayern weren't going to keep kind of losing games. Um, still feel Leipzig are a very good attacking team for this, this game. Um, so that was that is the number one team I went for. To be honest, trying to get other teams out of this did find kind of difficult. Yeah, um, I mean the the one that I would go to, um, obviously is Inter. Mm. I know there's a couple of these games that don't necessarily as good look as good, like obviously Bologna and potentially Napoli, but I just think they're on such a roll. Um, it's hard to look past them. Like, I mean, I know most people will have them at this point, but they still just seem so hard to look past compared to everyone else. Yeah, they're playing so well. But key question that, well, you know, I've spoken to a lot of people about their rotation. What If you were going, if you were targeting them on overhaul, outside of Lotaro, how many would you get and who would you get? I'd get three. Um, I think we'll we'll obviously know um, soon about their Champions League, which will obviously sort of change things slightly. Mm. I'd still be looking at. Um, I mean, the one the one that we have to acknowledge is I I was looking at Hakan Chalonolu. I think he was probably the best pick outside of. You know, well, DeMarco, Chalanolu, Martinez was looking like the best three. Once we already knew Turan was injured, it was sort of like, oh, this is the three. And obviously Chalanolu picked up this issue that we didn't know about. And it uh, sounds like I think he didn't miss one more league game. Um, so I'm not sure whether you would want to go hit with him on overhaul at this point. Um, the one that will probably get you through the ne next one to two, and then you might need to reassess, which is the problem, is DeVry, who's obviously uh, been a good own this week. Um, I'd probably look at, I mean, I'd be tempted to look at both of the wingbacks, Darmian and DeMarco. You're going to have to deal with some rotation, but those we know those are the first choice at this point. Mm. And they are so involved in the attack. You know, we talked previously about Dumfries. He's obviously lost the first choice spot now. And so I do think with though it might just be, okay, you go with that and just say, I'm going to deal with the rotation. But when these guys play, they're, they're sort of the players you want. Um, unless, you, unless you just want to go with Chalunolu and have him sit on the bench for the next sort of week or two and then have him there ready to go yeah um funny enough speaking about rotation and, and wing backs Dumfries has come on at half time <laughs> <laughs> so uh naturally as I'm as you do check. i haven't zoomed in yet i'm pretty sure it's darmian who's gone off but if 
if you're Darmian owner, you've got a goal in the first half and you've got a half a clean sheet. So you are, you've got to be happy with that. But yes, this is the inter issue because <laughs> for so many times I've said to you, right, after this inter double, DeMarco's going. I can't be dealing with him getting rotated, subbed off for Augusto at 60 minutes, only getting half of what I feel he should be getting. Uh, yeah, I guess guess you have to eat it. Like I had Hakan for so long. Um, I feel he was a big reason as to why I kind of rose up the ranks because I don't think many people had him. And then, yeah, just when I needed him the most for a double, um, yeah, he picked up a knock. But they're saying they're targeting and he should be back for that second leg versus Atletico. So, yeah, I think that comes back to the rotation point we're talking about. Teams in the Champions League who are particularly doing really well in the league, like Inter are, aren't going to risk bringing someone back potentially a little bit early um, when they don't need to. Um, Mkhitaryan, look at him again. We are. Yeah, I mean, I know a couple. I know a couple of people have him actually, um, but he seems the one that will sort of keep going along. Mm. Um, but I do think then you sort of get into the the vein of like I think we've seen once or twice him get rotated with Fratesi. So yeah. um he's he's one to be a little bit more concerned about. If if Turan was ruled out for a month bump plus. Could you talk yourself into getting on Artovich? No. Um, a, I don't think that's the case. I think he's another one that they're hoping they're planning on him being back for the second leg. Um, but I mean, even just this game week, you've seen Arnautovich one, Alexis Sanchez one mm. in terms of starts. But you know, even watching him after he ca- after he came on in the Champions League game. You know, he should have had three goals. He eventually <laughs> scored one, and even then he tried to mess it up. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I think that would probably be a step too far for me. But, um, you know, it, it's it's also, I think, moot because I do think um, he, uh, Turan will be back. Um, I mean, I guess the, the, the other obvious answer is just to go Jan Sommer. I know he's more expensive, but he's outscoring everyone at the goalkeeper position. Um, yeah. And maybe that's just your answer. Yeah. It, um, it ignores the other issues, doesn't it? But it's the five, yeah, 5.9 is whether yeah. people can... I mean, that, that's, the, that's the hurdle you have to get over. But yeah. I mean, I guess with, compared to some of these inter-defenders, if you almost just reverse it and pay, you know, sort of 4.7 or whatever for a defender and yeah. 5.9 for sovereign goal, that's potentially your solution. Yeah, when you look at it like that, then um, it's an option. So those are... Who we think or Inter might have a ha- might have a penalty here, a handle. We'll see. Um, so Leipzig and Inter, and then I mean, we kind of don't want to want to talk about the Premier teams purely because that twenty nine. But I'm I'm who... just going to say Real Madrid as well. I know it's yeah. really obvious, but I think yeah. actually. Real Madrid are a strong one to look at at this point. You have a pretty clear idea of what the first choice, um, the first choice team will be, um, and so I think that that enables you to actually take a take a look at them and and be able to pick players that will play quite reliably, um, depending on where exactly you need someone and what what the price of that is. I mean, Rudiger returned to the side at the weekend, which means they have sort of fit centre-backs again. Um, you know, you know, Carverhal's first choice right-back, uh, Mendy's first choice left-back, and then they're going to look to play 
um, with sort of the midfield diamond of Chouamani Deeper, um, I think Valverde and Kroos, although Camavinga, there's sort of a little bit of, of sort of four into three spots there. Bellingham went fit behind Rodrigo and Vinicius. It's going to be the team most of the games. The other one, of course, after mentioning Sommer, the other interesting one is Andre Lunin. Yeah. Who very who particularly recently seems to have that shirt now. And so someone like him, that's another way, you know, with one of these teams where it's like, okay, but where do I fit them in? Lunin might be the answer to that. Yeah, exactly. He's only 5.0. Um, obviously, we feel... Um, well, it seems to be like a lot are still on Romero, Brown, Sociedad. See, I mean, his return's been really good throughout the season. They just haven't been as strong recently. Um, and they went on this incredible run where it felt like their games had hardly any goals. Yeah, it's obviously great for your keeper, um, but not not quite. Um, that strong kind of more recent weeks. I mean, they conceded three at home to Villarreal, which does not happen this season. Villarreal have turned themselves around a little bit, but that was kind of quite a big result. Um, I think Inter are going to get this penalty. I'm not totally convinced it should be given, but I think it's going to be. Um, yeah, I think that gives kind of a little bit of a sense of what we would think about for overhaul. Um, and yeah, having covered kind of um, Eric's question talking about the boosts, um, where and when, or well, maybe we'll touch upon that in a little bit more detail. So, we've talked about the boost we think we would use. Have you identified any particular weeks you're keen to use them at this stage? I mean, there's two quite um, obvious weeks I think we'll talk about, but yeah, so for me just because of who they are i think 36 is where i've looked at midfield dynamos basically because it gives me the real madrid midfielders and antoine griezmann uh, on midfield dynamos so that's sort of the one that obviously jumped out to me um that's that's sort of also obviously a big one for anyone who hasn't played triple triple yet um for much the same reason uh 30 is obviously the other one um i can understand the triple triple um man city's they've got two home games but they're not necessarily great home games mm. um is the problem there um both of them i think you could see a jeepers keepers um just because it's a double um but yeah I, for me oh, the obvious sort of jump out points are the two sort of you know doubles that we really know about in terms of um 30 and 36 yeah um yeah i think because i'd written down yeah obviously 30 for triple triple but again like city at home to arsenal and villa um, oh, Nataro penalty saved. DeMarco scores the rebound. Um, I think 99% of the game of Captain Lataro this week anyway. So probably makes a huge amount of difference. Um, yeah, that double for City is not, it's not great, but it's two, it's two home games. If Haaland's one of your three, you're good. Um, what do you think? Because I, I feel I would still have one of them on Saka. So I got City away. No reason he can't return. Yeah. Like, yeah. See, I'm sure it. I'm sure it will be a much tighter game than people want it to be. But I wouldn't be put off. Basically, he's got Luton at home in the second game. Like that is very attractive. So even if he came away from the first game with two points, you'd. You'd be like, yeah, but I'm kind of also using it mainly for that second game anyway. Um, and then, yeah, maybe punt Newcastle. 
Someone from Newcastle? West Ham at home, Everton at home. Gordon. Yeah, it's the one that stands out, isn't it? Um, that second game versus his old team. He has been very good in Gaffer this season. Those are the three I would go to. Um, yeah, but 36 stands out. Perhaps a, perhaps a bit more. Um, yeah, but I guess you run into the situation we're talking about, sort of Real Madrid um, in in thirty six. Obviously, with the double, it's a very nice double, Granada mm. and Alaves. But do they have the league title wrapped up by then? And you, you sort of might be looking ahead and be like, "I'm going to play a boost on them that week," and then it turns out they've got the league title wrapped up, and it's like, I guess you can adjust at that point. But it's sort of like, is it the same playing triple triple on like? Uh, Hosselu or, uh, yeah. or like Brahim Diaz versus playing it on like Vinny and Jude Bellingham. Yeah, exactly. And um, Although I guess you have the backup that you'd assume at least one of, one of the others has something to play for. Like, you know, Atletico's is a decent double. Um, Barca's isn't terrible. Uh, Real Sociedad's isn't great, but like you have got a little bit of a backup there, I guess. Yeah, the yeah, it could could be worse. Yeah, Real Real points spot on, and no doubt they'll be in the latter stage of the Champions League at that point as well. So they might have game game either side of that week um, for the Champions League. So um, yeah, I I don't know whether you've done. Do you know? Would it be? Because obviously we don't know when the rearranged Prem doubles would be. We know in FBL it's 34 or 37. I think by this stage, the weeks don't align perfectly in Super League. So it might be 33 or 30. Yeah, I haven't, I haven't looked ahead to perfectly match it up, um, which is obviously the slight issue at this point. I am I'm pretty sure... Is the potential for thirty six? So again, you could, we could end up with prem teams doubling and La Liga doubling in that week. Yeah, then that suddenly becomes very attractive for a boost. Yes, exactly. Um, gives you more choice for the triple triple. But again, all these rotation things that we just spoke about for La Liga still remain for. The Premier League, although you fully expect the Premier League still to be very tight by that stage. Um, nice. Um, all right, what other questions? Um, we might feel we've already covered this, but let's just talk about it anyway. So, FPL Chakazulu said, Hello, super gents. What's the advice to navigate blank game week 29 for the English teams? Double. In double thirty for the English teams, and then blank thirty-one for the Spanish teams. <laughs> Should we ignore La Liga players till thirty-two? So, for context, La Liga is a is a blank for the Spanish teams because it's the Copa del Rey final um, that week. I have a feeling, or it definitely feels from my perspective, this is the first or maybe second season they've put it this early and mm. have stopped the whole of La Liga. For it, um, which I mean, Spain do a lot of interesting things to say the least. Um, but it is happening this year, God knows whether it happens another year. Um, so would you ignore La Liga till 32 based on that? I, th I think it's, I think it's tough. Um, I think particularly Real Madrid just because they're going to keep going along and maybe it's just you ignore everyone but Real Madrid and you just go with whether it's your Carvajals, your Vinnies, your Bellinghams, your whoever maybe you just go with them and you ignore the others um, or if you've got Ramiro and another playing goalkeeper you sort of you know you keep him in addition to your Real Madrid and you ignore sort of Atletico and Barca and whatever mm. um I think it's easy to say, particularly because in that period, obviously, Atletico and Barca play each other. You know, they don't; that those two don't necessarily have the best runs of fixtures. So it might be, 
yeah, uh, like, you know, you focus on your Real Madrid and maybe you've got someone like Ramiro um, that you can sort of just bench as and when. But I do think that, yeah, it's it's Real Madrid that are the problem to ignore. Yeah. Um, but if you've got a couple, you can... It's one week you go, right, well, I'm benching them and that's is how it is. But yeah, I think, like you said, the trend would be moving off in the Atletico or Barca players you've got um, in that period. Or in 30, they're the ones you, you use to get your five Premier League players for their double. Um, he also asked, home advantage chip in 28 versus 30 versus 32. So for context, the team's at home in 28. Milan, Arsenal, Barca, Bayern, Lazio, which you could still some have some of, Lon, probably unlikely, Man United, got Everton at home, uh, Marseille, Napoli, PSG, Leipzig, Real Madrid in that week. I mean, that suddenly feels like you could easily get a very strong 11 out of those teams. Um, compared to 30, so obviously this is the double. So Arsenal would have one home game against Luton. Barca are at home. Bayern are at home. They're playing Dortmund. Bayern could be, they could be seventh in the league playing Dortmund, who are top by <laughs> 50 points, and Bayern will still win that game, it feels. Inter at home that week. Lazio are, but they've got Juventus, but that will be a very tight, low-scoring game. Man City, two home games. Um, Napoli at home to Atalanta, Goldfest. Newcastle, two home games. Leipzig at home, Real Madrid at home. Again, like, that suddenly becomes a very attractive week to play that. You just... depend Depends what else you've got, I think, because... Yeah. It's only one and a half for all of your players. Yeah, it sounds good, but it's not. It's not. It's not incredible. Um, no, compared to what you might play in that week. Um, Thirty-two. Arsenal at home, but home to Villa. But I mean, Arsenal at home, very good. Atletico at home, great home record, but played Girona. Bayern at home to Cologne. Great game. Inter at home to Cagliari. Great game. Lazio at home. You get defensive coverage. Man City got Luton at home. Um, Marseille play Nice at home that week if you're desperate for a Marseille defender. <laughs> Newcastle at home to Spurs. Leipzig at home. Our Sociedad at home. Ren at home. Oh. I kind of can't split the three really if it's a if it's a boost you want to play i think any of those weeks sound good i would lean to say there's a better boost to play in 30 mm. if you've still got triple triple but yeah um it's the it's the boost i wouldn't move my i wouldn't go right this is the week i'm playing it and i'm going to shift my team mm. for that week if you can get there and you're like, okay, a minus four or a minus eight gives me exactly what I want and I'll play it, great. But it's not something I would, yeah, be preparing for for four weeks in a row. Would you? No. No, I think that's the key thing. I mean, I'm not particularly a fan of it, although, as you say, you read out the fixtures those weeks and it certainly sounds very good um that's the sort of one almost counterpoint to it um i don't see a lot between those weeks like you say i think it really does just get into sort of the the slight shifts of who people have in their teams and that sort of thing um that that um that might decide it and it might be that even like one or two injuries decide which week you're going to play for you um 
you know i so i think it's like you say i think 30 even though you have like the two home games for newcastle and the two home games for city i don't think i'd want to use home advantage in that week when it's one of the best sort of weeks for the other boosts um but between the other two i think it's yeah it's much of a muchness yeah um ad tour says apart from kane is it worth moving other Bayern Munich players on? There's certainly an argument for it. I know Sane's missed the odd game. Um, so I think, you know, you could argue for it. I think if you have Musiala, he's the one I would I would be like, no, I want to keep him. Yeah, it seems to be... Um, I don't know if he's sort of taken on... Feels like he's taken on a bit of a mantle. Just yeah. a personal thing to be like, we are a complete mess here. I'm not, I'm not an outwardly, um, kind of open player who's going to be talking to the media all the time and doing this. But on the pitch is, yeah, I'm, I'm going to try to get us to the level that we need to be. Um, but yeah, I mean, my instant answer when I saw this question come in was, yeah, move on as soon as you possibly can. Um, yeah, there's no reason why you can't move on Kane. Yeah. Obviously, um, yeah, kind of shifting across. I mean, most of the season we've spoken about Kane, Haaland, Mbappe. Maybe the Mbappe element. And Mbappe's kind of always felt third on that point because he ticks along. But he came off at 65 minutes at the weekend. Lewis Enrique was asked about it. And... He said, we're going to have to get used to playing without him next season anyway. So kind of why not start now? Um, funnily enough, in the Champions League, he's not going to come off after 65 minutes. But in the league, yeah, that's their opportunity to do it. So that put me off him. But as we can kind of see, yeah, Kane to Haaland makes sense for certain weeks and equally you might move back um so yeah it's kind of fair enough um fpl frog who deserves to win super league this season and why is the answer the only person on the first page who transferred <laughs> in devry this week i'm well aware in asking this he'll probably get an own goal or red card whilst you're recording this well it's 67 minutes into the game and he has neither so far um but I thought when I originally saw this question, he was going to be really praising you, Angus, because you are <laughs> Brian. Um, Not quite. No. Um, but he is, I mean, he is doing incredibly well. He is top five. Um, he's had a yeah great week this week. At the moment, he's on 153 minus 12. Um, that's what happens when you have Lataro captain, Osserman vice captain everybody else chipping in um i don't think ian would have liked to see the fact that demarco did score because he doesn't um have that double into defense but um what is your answer who does deserve to win super league this season <laughs> i mean re obviously the answer is me but i'm not going to <laughs> um no i think the the beauty of super league with the various sort of blanks doubles variety and everything is like sometimes you feel like oh yeah the person who wins the game like doesn't deserve like as in who wins a fantasy game doesn't deserve it you know they've got lucky that something's fallen for them at the right time they you know you see teams in things like fpl do really well where the manager doesn't have a clue <laughs> but i think in something like super league with the amount of management that is needed it's it's a total cop-out i acknowledge that but the person who ends up winning the game will very much deserve to win the game yeah, that's the answer I was going to give as well. And um, yeah, feels like Adrian Watson has been top of top of the game for well, near enough all season. Yeah, <laughs> but people are getting close. Yeah, like, it's not a foregone conclusion now. Um, I think actually second place might. I don't think he's going to pip in this week, but yeah, it is. Um, it's definitely very close. Um, 
think the final question we've got is from Jack Edmeads, who said, apart from the Premier League, which other leagues will have fixtures moved due to cup games, etc.? Well, I think you've said the the only one I can think of is the is La Liga with the final where they've sort of said that weekend there's no um no games. Yeah. I think with most leagues they're trying to fit them in in sort of like midweeks between league games anyway in terms of the the fixtures sort of you know the 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 knockout rounds like I know obviously La Liga it's this midweek or Spain it's this midweek with the semi-finals and or second legs and it was the same with the first legs where I think every other league is sort of trying to fix them fit them in between league games rather than like instead or replacing them yeah it's always been the trend in Europe isn't it that you cut games in midweek um but in terms of the finals the Coppa Italia is between uh, in the last game or penultimate game and the kind of pre um pre kind of the game week the 36th game of the season is when i want to say um and then the fa cup german cup and french cup are all a week after those seasons finish so it will not impact super league um which is positive uh inter have got a fourth goal fratesi goal i think it was an alexis sanchez assist which will help absolutely nobody but. <laughs> I mean, if it if that goal does help someone in Super League, either way, I want to I want to hear from you like, because and I want to see evidence because it's just like <laughs> yeah, um, Pratesi does seem to you're never going to scare him in fantasy. No, and there might be no stats behind this. It just feels like most of the time when he plays, he seems to return. Like, I might be completely wrong because he may be. A goal I think part of that is probably recency bias. I think was it Definitely. the other day where he got a couple of returns as well. Yeah, um, it'll be that. So, um, and he's immediately getting subbed. Yeah, <laughs> he came on as a sub as well. Pulled out. Uh, did he? Yeah, because he didn't start. I'm just going to triple check, but I'm ninety percent sure. The lesson, the less seen, Dave. David Klassen's actually getting minutes. Yeah, this I was about to say, it's David Klassen. It's the big... Yeah, Fratesi, he's been on for less than 10 minutes. He came on for Mkhitaryan. Yeah. Well, scored a goal, done his job. 10 minutes, yeah. cool. Um, but I think that, that wraps up the question, the talking points. Do you know what you are doing in Super League this week? No, before moves? the earlier game, I decided that I was going to be selling Farrach Gellia, um, and now I am less convinced about doing so. Um, I think I think there's a chance I will, um, sort of anyway, uh, just because sort of logic dictates that with this run coming up, I don't necessarily want the double attack from them anyway. Um, so probably be selling him. Um, it may well be to get. Depending on the Premier League cover, particularly if one of these teams does go out and will still play in, in 29, um, it, that might sort of shape my thinking. But at the moment, it, I've got as far as sort of, I might well sell Kvaric Galia. Yeah. Um, I'm honestly not sure what I'm going to do this week. I've got... Um, Yamal first sub, away to Athletic Bilbao. Don't really want to play him. Politano's at home to Juventus. That's a tough game. Hakan's out injured, so he kind of needs to go. Um, but my third striker is still Makoku, who's now not starting any games for Dortmund. Uh, I feel I don't want to say I lucked out. That kind of did when I brought him in. He suddenly yeah. started starting games. He got a goal <laughs> off the bench. Um, yeah, that was well timed, but um, yeah, yeah, I think part of it will also depend on that Jude Bellingham fitness, yeah, because um, I don't have him and I'm gonna need to get him back. Um, yeah, so Odin might be a make weight at some point, but 
I'm not sure what to do. Could be rolling, but that means I'd have to play Jamal this week, which I didn't really want to do, but he got rested the other day. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I mean, seeing him do well for Barca is good enough, but when he's in your fantasy team as well, <laughs> pure joy. Um, yeah. Saka's still the one who has done so well for me in this game that I don't think many people have actually got. Um, felt like I needed to sell him for a lot of weeks, but done very well. But if we if we think it's um, think we covered everything, then we're all good. Yeah, yeah, I think that's everything. Nice one. I'll let you wrap us up. Yeah. So obviously, uh, we'll we'll probably try and leave it slightly less time before uh, we next do a Super League pod. But uh, Champions League in particular does complicate the schedule. Um, so we'll see how it sort of interacts with that. It might be that the next time we sort of come back to it, it might be this sort of, you know, hopefully it won't take until the international break, but it might be that that's the next time we're, we're sort of covering Super League. Um, otherwise, um, Championship pod will be as normal this weekend. Um, and Championship team news will be on Friday as normal um so otherwise um you know hope you enjoy all the various uh super league action it looks like there's lots of big games in the next couple of game weeks as well um and thank you for listening and goodbye good night